Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Salted Hash. My name is Steve Reagan, Senior Staff Writer at CSO Online. I'm joined by Usif Sidan, the VP of Email Security Services at Barracuda. And today we're going to talk about some uh, phishing attacks that spoof Office 365, DocuSign, and other formats. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Usif. How are you? Thank you for joining me. Great. How are you? I'm good. This is an interesting report you've put out, and it's near and dear to my heart. We're talking scammers trying to pretend to be Office and uh, DocuSign and, and, and basically just scamming their way to the heart of the enterprise. I was. It's a very good report. Um, you may or may not know, this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of upticks in uh, just baseline phishing and actually uh, attempted BEC all across the board for about the past seven months here at IDG. And I have made it like a personal hobby to break these email da- emails down and see how they work and track them back to where they go and, and build out a larger awareness piece. And Maybe so, you should join our team. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it might be fun. And it, it, it's, it's been enlightening to see how the criminals adapt to emerging technologies and filtering mechanisms and new rule sets and things like this. Now, I know that in this report, that was something that interested you as well. So let's talk about that. How are the criminals able to get past email defenses and pretend to be Outlook or DocuSign and what have you to get to the end user? Sure. So, um, so you know, what's there's really been an evolution in these types of, you know, kind of phishing and targeted phishing attacks. So, um, you know, what, you know, initially, right, what uh, uh, attackers try to do would be to send a link uh, sometimes to a, a website that had some kind of a virus or, or it would uh, download, uh, you know, malware to the computer of the, of the um, user. And qu- pretty quickly, security companies figured out, you know, that there's two main ways to stop uh, these types of attacks. So one is if you can just uh, see that, you know, if a link, if one bad link has been sent to one customer, and we were able to identify, you know, the customer reported to us that it was bad. Obviously, we can block it for a lot of other customers, or, or they reported a, a spam. Uh, second way uh, to stop these things is basically, you know, if it's trying to see, you know, if this is a website that's trying to download something when they land on the page, you know, that's or and, and of course, if that thing looks kind of like a virus, it's pretty easy to detect. Um, so that's why, you know, if you look at kind of the evolution of, of phishing, there was basically, I think there was a, a lot of phishing and then there was some kind of a plateau, right, where, you know, a lot of these attacks got stopped. Uh, but in security, you know, it's always a cat and mouse game, exactly like you were saying. And so what the attackers have figured out is, you know, they can easily actually bypass um, these defenses by one, uh, personalizing the links, so making sure that they don't send the send the same link is not same sent across attacks. So basically, every time they launch a new campaign, a new attack, they use a unique link. Um, so that's one way um, that they figured out. Uh, the second one is the websites themselves. Um, they actually uh, understood that you know it's actually if if the website doesn't appear malicious uh, to the security system, then it won't stop. You know, then, then there's nothing stopping it, right? And so what the attackers have understood is the best way to gather credentials is not necessarily through infecting a computer with malware or something like that. All you need to do is just present a nice sign-in page, right? Uh, we yeah. all uh, are compelled to sign in. 
So that this kind of combination of you know evasion and using unique uh, links with social engineering really is what makes these attacks so successful. So I've noticed a lot in the patterns here over the last couple of months that the the way the kits are constructed is uh, pretty basic and generic, but it's not really horrible. It's it's just kind of a a way to to fit itself into your normal workflow. So what they're counting on is it is natural for the 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 target or the victim in this case to see a link requesting someone open an office or a Google Docs account or to look at DocuSign and they follow through and they're they're hoping that because that's a part of your workflow, you're not going to notice that the template's not exactly the same when you go log in. Uh, Office 365 is is a great example of this. A lot of companies personalize their company's login portal. So when you type in your corporate username and uh, username, it automatically directs you to a, a a unique login background screen or something like this. Well, for these scams, it's never like that because it's impossible to to try and predict how this that stuff's going to look. So they keep it really basic and generic, and they use the templates that are easily adaptable. Have you noticed any change in that in that that workflow? Are the criminals actually starting to mirror customers' login portals? Or are they still keeping it basic? You know, so I think there's just a lot of variance. Um, so not not all hackers are created equal. Okay. <laughs> so so and also not all targets are created equal, right? So you know, we, what we've seen um, with our customer set, which is is quite diverse actually, it's anywhere from like really small businesses to kind of you know, big famous corporations is, you know, it, it depends, right? So most of the attacks I'd say are still, you know, they're not um, that personalized, right? They wouldn't go through the effort of actually, for example, personalizing the way the link looks and even the text of the email, maybe they would typically use, um, so they, they have some kind of a template, let's say a DocuSign email, and they just would change the name of the recipient in the email, but they wouldn't really customize it beyond that. Um, but on the you know but the on the, on the other hand of the uh, end of the spectrum, we do see some attacks that are extremely customized and extremely well done. So um, I'll give you the uh, it's not not exactly the DocuSign example, but I give you an example from a from a BEC domain. So um, we've seen, for example, attacks where the attackers try to go after real estate firms, mm-hmm. um, and they kind of monitor their internal communications and wait until a specific deal. You know, someone's going to specifically go and buy a house. Um, And then, you know, right before that person is about to send their uh, down payment, you get an email, you know, hey, uh, you know, uh, this is the bank account that you need to send your down payment to for this specific, you know, address, et cetera. So, you know, my point is, if the payoff is, is big enough, you know, if it's hundreds of thousands of dollars or more, they definitely, I mean, look, they, they can customize an HTML page. You don't need to be... You know, uh, you don't need to be scientist. a rocket scientist to customize yeah. an HTML page. So, and also, you know, one uh, one other thing about these attacks, right, is they do give them access to the corporate kind of network and corporate communication, which which that also helps them. You know, gives them a lot more clues on how, what is normal, normally kind of what is the normal communication patterns in the company, what templates do they use, etc. So. Um, so that really helps. Um, and, and we definitely have seen attackers do a lot of reconnaissance in this area. And there's a huge difference between the attacks you've observed in the last couple of months, between the, the general kit-based, let's flood the market and see who bites, yeah. versus the targeted attacks. Like, um, to give you an example on my end, the targeted attacks actually used my name. 
and they were the the emails themselves were written specifically for me. You can tell. The only thing was is they 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 w- without getting too deep into why their attack failed. Let's just say that they they really didn't do their their homework as deep as they needed to. So the domains and the 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 way they were talking, it, it was wrong. But if they'd have done their homework, it's very easily I could have probably have fallen for that scam. I could I could I'm not infallible, so I'm will, willing to admit that you know as a journalist I'm just as much of a target as anybody else, and I'm just as easy of a target as anybody else. It, it only takes one simple slip to get caught on this. So let's look at uh, going back to your report. You've you've seen an uptick. What what kind of volumes have you seen lately? Um, I mean, so again, so it depends, right, on the on the company and and you know, and sometimes, by the way, I'll I'll just say one of the, the weird things about our, our job is it's not always clear why certain companies get attacked and why aren't the uh, not or not as much. I mean, it's not you know, it's somewhat random sometimes. Like companies you would not expect just get attacked attacked a lot and vice versa. Uh, but generally speaking, you know. We see for for some of our customers, you know, dozens and hundreds of these attacks every day. Sometimes, um, especially when there's a campaign that's specifically targeting a company. So, for example, um, we had several customers that got hit with like docu massive DocuSign campaigns um, that were going after everybody in the company that had anything to do with customers, uh, you know, support, sales, um, purchasing. Um, and so, and you could see clearly the attackers were a lot, you know, really trying to infiltrate the, that specific company's email system, for example, um, in order to launch subsequent attacks. So, you know, I, so point is there's, there is variance, but it, it can be, you know, tens and hundreds of attacks a day for some customers. Have you figured out the source of the, uh, the contact, the initial contact, like where are they getting the email accounts and the information to know who to target? Yeah, you know, part of the problem, part of the difficulty we face in general with email is email is generally anonymous, right? Um, it's not, it's kind of similar to Twitter and all the problems we, we have with Twitter, right? You know, anybody, you can, anybody can log in and open an email account, for example, on Gmail or Comcast.net. And if someone uses like a webmail client, it's really hard to actually understand where the person is actually coming from. So, you know, generally speaking, you know, we definitely see a lot of emails coming from company, you know, countries outside the U.S., um, a lot from European countries or uh, East Asia, for example. But there's also a lot coming from just, you know, American providers. There's also a lot of attacks coming from domains that were registered uh, in the U.S., uh, for example, when folks r- register a domain that's really similar to the company's name. Um, so, so, you know, there's no, uh, unfortunately, I, I can't tell you that there's a very clear pattern um you know so it's 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 all over the place i mean we we anecdotally i mean i know that some of these bc incidents have actually originated from the u.s as well so it's not something that is just coming out of you know certain foreign countries Mm -hmm. um yeah uh one thing um you know and, and kind of uh just another corollary to that we we also track um what's called domain spoofing uh, where basically these are attacks where people are trying to kind of use the domain of the company and impersonating it, and we track the IPs of where those emails come from. And again, you see it's really distributed across the world. It's not uh, it's not from just one you know specific uh, geography. 
So, so when it comes to the actual targeting itself, uh, when someone in sales is getting hit, like you said, you, you'd seen the, with the DocuSign stuff, has anybody had anything to do with the customers? Where are the criminals getting the emails to target these actual individuals? So how did they know the difference between Mark in sales and Mark in supply? How did they know who they're, they're targeting? Or are they just blindly trying every name in the book against the company's domain? So, so one thing I could tell you absolutely for sure is they definitely uh, scrape websites and uh, you know buy you know any you know any public company or any company that has executives you know those are usually still the top targets from what we see just in terms of frequency. Uh, but then when you look at employees that are below that you know like a salesperson or a sales manager for example, you know it's it's probably you know typically one of two ways. Um, it's either looking at social media, um, you know, something like LinkedIn, um, or they're literally buying lists, very similar to the way, you know, uh, business to business uh, company would buy lists to try to target, uh, you know, sales. So, you know, you can buy a list with a lot of contacts from, co you know, I can go buy a list of IDG probably with a lot of different uh, roles today from a, a repository and just, you know, pay for it and. You know, and, and it's very possible also like in the dark web, these lists are kind of circulating. So um, it's not hard, you know, it's it's not hard to get a list with an email and a position of someone in a company these days, right? Uh, and and finally, right, like a lot of times what, what the attackers are doing, they're getting in the door, they're infiltrating, uh, doing reconnaissance, and then they learn a lot more about the organizations one, once they've already infiltrated into an account. So mm -hmm. that lets them launch subsequent attacks. That was actually the case last uh, last October, November for the Office 360, 365 uh, attacks. They would compromise one person's account and then look at their address book, and that's how they moved the, the scam forward was it, internally. And, and that's something, I mean, that's kind of what we're seeing that attack just uh, in vast numbers right now. I mean, it's, it's a scorch. Uh, we see it teams, you know, and security teams, literally, you know, just hundred, I mean, we have you know, talked to customers like hundreds of accounts a week. Uh, it's just a nightmare, uh, chasing after, you know, the compromise accounts. So. For, for those of you watching at home though, to put this in perspective, uh, seeing hundreds a week is bad, but if you're at a large enterprise, seeing hundreds a week is actually kind of normal. So it really right. depends on, the, the scale of your operation and how you're dealing with it. So I, I think that's an important important note to add to that. It's the fact that, yeah, hundreds is bad, but if you're a really large enterprise, hundreds is normal. And that's the scary part is the fact that, you know, you'll you'll see hundreds actually make it to the inbox and hit the inbox and you'll see thousands that get blocked. And it's it's always those those small percentages that get through that you have to worry about because if if just one person sees that and they're in a, a working at a rushed clip and it just kind of matches their workflow and they don't even think about it until it's too late that it's it's that's it game over and yeah that 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 moves into the awareness training and the, the incident response which we can cover in another video so before before we we wrap up here one other question have you noticed anything stand out in the emails that are unique that uh gets them past all these filters and, 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 and works their way into the inbox. I know earlier you were talking and you said that, you know, the links are a key thing. And from experience, you and I both know that they compromise legitimate websites and they use them to get past a lot of reputation filters and things like this. So is that what you're seeing or is it something a little different? Yeah, exactly. So the links are oftentimes um, basically uh, a website that, you know, some small business 
um, you know, like an upholstery shop in Kansas, for example, mm -hmm. uh, that got compromised and the attackers just inserted a sign-in page in there. And so oftentimes traditional filters uh, will miss these emails because when you look at the reputation, it's going to be sterling. It's a, it's a you know, legitimate website, a legitimate business has been around for a while. Um, so they really don't don't understand that you know it's not it's malicious it's it's trying to steal credentials it looks and also it just looks like a sign-in page I mean a sign-in page is not it's not trying to download a virus or something so yep. um, yeah awesome well thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to me I appreciate it you have a very good afternoon and if you want to learn more about BEC attacks or phishing in general head over to csoonline.com my name's Steve Reagan and this has been Salted Hash we'll see you next week. Thank <laughs> you.